this is John Claude Jones. This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. Yo, it's your boy Buddy Hughes. This is Jazz the Kid Chisholm. And you? Logged on to 10th Year Seniors. In the 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. You logged in with 10th Year Seniors. You dig? Hi, that was a lot of basketball people right now, and this is a NFL Draft podcast. So, um, you know what? Let's just go. Welcome to the Read Option, part of the 10th Year Seniors Network. This is a, a sacred day in all the sports fandom. I'm here with John, and we were trying to have um, all the Dolphin fans, myself, John, and Nal on this podcast to discuss a pivotal day in Dolphin history, a day that will go in infamy, a day that might span multiple um, podcasts that might like cause us to do our own podcast network like the rights of Ricky Sanchez. The Dolphins have an opportunity to turn into a contender tomorrow, John. Today, if you're listening to this on Thursday. Just just go, John. John I feel, feel like the Dolphins have already won the draft. They already fleeced the 49ers. Don't, don't mm. know how that yes. happened. And it's just like... Shouts to chat. Yeah. It, it's all of a sudden, it's like... I, this is the first time in the history of my life, I would say. I feel like we won the draft and we haven't even drafted anybody. And whoever we draft is just going to be great. Like, that's the regime mm-hmm. we have. Like, they just know how to pick players. Now, I am... Um, to say that I've been filled with anxiety because of the draft, I think would be an understatement. <laughs> Because my anxiety for this draft is built on how good Tua is. Because, I don't know, let's just go back in, in Dolphin history on what would happen. The season ended with Buffalo beating the shit out of us with their franchise quarterback, Josh Allen. And then we come to a reckoning. Will the Dolphins, who have all these resources, try to trade for Deshaun, Massage, Paula Watson? And that couldn't happen anymore. That was out the window. Deshaun Watson's probably going to get suspended for a whole year. And then, it, and I was always of the opinion, man, Tua had some bad luck. He was coming off an injury. Let's use these resources to build around. Cool. John, at what point did I say to you, let's draft Kyle Pitts at three? Just, just so we could go it back. Was, it was pretty, pretty early before even the pro day. Like, yeah, it, yes. it, it was early. And Pitts. when you said we got to draft him, I started doing my research and I said, now nah, you're right. Like, you need to draft because you can say what you want to say. Travis Kelsey has proven that a tight end can be very valuable yeah. who could play both tight yeah. end and wide. It's, it's a mismatch nightmare. And guess what? Check down, daddy. Not Ryan Tannehill, but Tua. You could imagine that as your check down option. As you, and this is why I was on the Kyle Pitts bandwagon, right? Drafting a wide receiver is exceedingly hard. So difficult. So many of them flame out and we have um, three who are going, who are possibly going in the top 12, right? And so you have um, Chase, you have Devonta Smith, and you have Waddle. And... All three of them will not be good. No, no point it, in the exactly. draft. Do three receivers get picked that high, and the three of them are good. And here's the scariest thing I have with that. I am afraid of the Alabama wide receivers. And I, the reason I'm afraid, it's, it's not because they're not, they weren't good college players. It's like one was injured, and it was chalk. They were playing chalk most of the time. Like I feel like Chase is going to be the best wide receiver out of it because he's proven – by playing first-round picks 
from seasons before. Like this is literally he played first round picks when he was at LSU and dominating yeah. these dominating these wide receivers. I mean these cornerbacks. LSU wide receivers they do well in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing say. is and I, don't get me wrong, you got Julio Jones, you got Judy. They are good, but I feel like when that injury happened, I think Devontae's stock may be way too high. That's just my that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um I wouldn't take Unless they get chased, I wouldn't take other Alabama receivers. You wouldn't. You would not take a receiver. So let's let's go through this full anxiety exercise, right? I see Pitts. I see the measurables. I see what he runs in the forty um, six six uh, on the ringer. They compared him to Plaxico Burris, and I was like, hope to God, fucking not. No, but he's a tight end. He can flex out to receiver. This is why I, I wanted Pitts, and I want to give two of the resources because we know at one. Lawrence is gone. And we know it too. The Jets are getting Zach Wilson. And I don't know, like the way my brain works with the draft is the Jets are getting a franchise quarterback, even though they drafted Darnold and that didn't work. I'm like, the Jets are getting a franchise quarterback. Buffalo already has one. New England has Bill Belichick. We need as many weapons as we can get. So that's one. And the, if you draft a tight end early, like their odds of being good or dominant, I think a little bit better at a wide receiver where it's like kind of crapshoot and, with with Chase, I just believe like he's ready to step in and contribute right away. With Smith, my I scared my thought I scared. is yeah. My 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 thought with Smith is um, one, I weigh more than him, but I probably weighed more than Marvin Harrison. Um, and but Smith route running and his hands are sure like he has sticky glue on the hands. Oh yeah, no, he. So this is why hands. I, it's all hands. There's no body catches. Yeah. So so I'm like, okay, if he can get open and run perfect routes and then catch the ball, that's all I want. And then with Waddle, it's the idea that he has um, straight ahead speed. It's that Waddle has uh, straight line speed, but not necessarily juking speed. And when they keep comparing him to Tyree Killer, like Tyree Killer has both of those. That's yeah. why he's great. Tyree, <laughs> like, Tyree Killer is a human joystick stop. now. Like he, he literally has taken over as a human joystick. Right. So, like, what are you going to do? Are, are they saying that Waddle is going to just um, train up and be able to develop that in the offseason? Is Devonta Smith, once he gets into NFL locker room, going to be able to put on the weight and then still keep that same route running, still keep those short hands? I think it's possible. And... To me, this is where the draft is. This is why I wanted to do the podcast. <laughs> because this is an arms race with everyone in the AFC East. It is Tua against Josh Herbert. This is the fate of the franchise on the line in, in this draft. I mean, I'll keep saying I would not draft the Alabama wide receiver. If we got him like at 12 or 18, or if you trade back and get him in the 20s, I feel like... These crop of what I think Chase by far is number one, hands down, ain't no one. If if you draft anyone before him, thank you very much because then we could draft him. We're, we're, you know, but I feel that this it's not as deep as last year. If the Dolphins would have drafted Gabe Davis, like I said in the third round, we would have had a stud wide receiver right there. I mean, come on, they, yeah, they, they could have done that. But I feel that. Deeper in the draft, especially in the first two to three rounds, you can get a dynamic playmaker, game-changing receiver, and not waste it on the, one of the Alabamas. Like, the Minnesota wide receiver is pretty good, and he has size. 
pause. But um, I just feel that I don't trust the Alabama receivers. I just don't. And when you said Kyle Pitts months ago, I literally have just been like, that's who I want. I don't care what it is. And that was even when the Dolphins had the number three pick. So that's right. So we were at three, right? And we trade back to 12. And this is why um, us drafting the Alabama wide receiver at six would give me worry. We could have had one of them at 12 and keep that extra first round pick. Like if we're going to get Devonta Smith, I can talk myself into it if we get him at 12 and have two first round picks next year. But if we just draft him now at six and we gave up that pick to to jump in, I don't know what we're doing. And and that's where I am with it is about the value for me. And so let's talk about the, the top three scenario. Like I said, like Mac Jones is going likely to the 49ers at three, right? So um, Chan and I all the 49er friends, they... They're going that's with Mac Jones screen. at three. I that's think the that's guy, a, John. Just... That's a smokescreen, I think. I honestly think that's a so smokescreen. So who do you think? You think they're going to get Lance? They're going for Trey Lance. Yeah, or well, I wouldn't be surprised if they were... I wouldn't be surprised if they went for Pitts. Like, no way. I would not be surprised. No so, I would not be surprised. So wait, wait, what's going to happen with Kittle? Wait, you, got, you, you could put Pitts at wide receiver if you want. You have a two tight end. Trust me. I don't care. I wouldn't. The Patriot offense. You, that would be insane if they did that. I would love it, though. But you got to understand, when they were that successful going to the Super Bowl, like, what a fall from grace they had. They had a great running game. Imagine yep. two George Kittles now. Two George Kittles on that. That's true. That's a matchup nightmare. 49ers, like, Mac Jones is, again, this is all about two Mac Jones being good, which is irk me to know. <laughs> like, two, two, I need a 4,000 yard, 30 <laughs> touchdown, uh, two interception season for him. But we spoke this. about this when you but, were like, um, whoa, all his teammates uh-huh. are saying that he's better than Tua. And I was just like, of course, they want him to get drafted high. Like, <laughs> you're not going to hurt your boys from getting drafted. Like, you ain't trying to take money. Like, I mean, Okay, but I, uh, this is my thing, right? It's the way that they said it. They could have been like, they're both great, but like my preference is Mac or, or whatever. But like the way that they just said, oh, clearly, obviously Mac Jones. That's, that's what was driving me crazy. So you're trying to say the players like, are like the... Two of my should have heard that and then went to work out right away. Well, he did. You didn't see the Dolphins picture? He was lifting 85-pound weights? You didn't look anymore. at the Instagram account? Yo, this is no. just this is preseason warm up. Eighty five pounds off the rip, like that's his warm up. I, mean, I have to look at that. Just just know that I instinctively right after the season I unfollowed Tua. I was so disgusted <laughs> with what happened in Buffalo. <laughs> I, and then I had to talk myself back into it. Um, I'm not your friend Tua. I'm a fan of the Dolphins. <laughs> exactly, we're loyal to the Dolphins. <laughs> but, but but like this is this is the thing. Um, so 49ers, let's say Mac Jones, or in in your world that they get Pitts at three, then it's the Falcons' decision, right? And oh, the Falcons, the Falcons fields. could go, could go where? Justin Fields, like Matt Ryan, his time is running out. Yeah, but if they think if Pitts is sitting there, do the Falcons say no to Pitts and then just? Just say, because they, and this is the thing with the Falcons, because they played in so many one-score games, they think they're good. And I just want to be like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> nah, I but they think because they played in one-score games, and then there's rumors about them maybe trading Julio Jones away, that, um, uh, I don't know, like maybe Pitts is the pick there. 
Julio's contract is too big for people to pick up. That's the problem. Like, no one's going to want to pick up his contract. That's very true. And then what's the value of the pick? It depends on the people who would want to trade for Julio Jones are someone who thinks that they're close to the Super Bowl. So what team think they're close to the Super Bowl right now? Um, the Packers? Oh, the, no, the Packers would never trade for a good wide receiver. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Okay. <laughs> Let's see who else. Uh, shouts to live. <laughs> who else? Um, like, you know who have, would trade for Julio? Uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys would be a team that would say, you know what? Let's go trade for him. Dak's coming back. Let's go oh, trade. What about the Chiefs? Oh, what about the Chiefs? Like, we don't want any no, question. The Chiefs. We don't want any question. The Chiefs would be something where if he was bought out, he would go to the Chiefs. And let's see who else. Um, who else is a contender? The Bills? Boy, if you want to go to the Bills. Stefan Diggs and Julio Jones. Whew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So those are the kinds of teams. Um, and they would, would shell out a first round know, pick for them, like a future market. one. They would. With that much money, I don't think you have to give up a first-round pick. You don't have to, but with I, that much money, it would be yeah. like one of those things where they just, just give them, give them to us. Like you're gonna get, picked like yo, I'm, yeah, you're gonna get picked. And then the next pick after that is the Bengals. The Bengals at five, who are in the position, and the Bengals are the same way because they should take an offensive lineman. They should. <laughs> yes. And Did if they not... take Jamar Chase, that fucks us up. <laughs> That's why I hate them. Did you not see the meme of um? Joe Burrow in the new uniform and they have a picture and it, you can see the scar on his leg, right? And it's just like, uh-huh. yeah, they don't need no offensive tackles. Like, they don't need no help. It's just like, <laughs> just showing the scar. Like, yo, they're going to draft a wide receiver. But yeah, they don't need no help with, with a tackle. Like, they need to just draft offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. First, first three picks. Yo, the thing is, like, I remember watching Joe Burrow thinking two things. One, he was clearly the number one pick. He was better than Herbert and Tua. I thought he was just the best. Like, in my brief time watching him play with the Bengals, and then the second thought was, he's running for his life every single play. Every Every single single play. Like, what's the equivalent of that with what team? That's a Cam Newton. Like, literally, in Carolina that one season, Cam Newton was just like, yo, I got nothing. And then um, mm-hmm. home McCaffrey came, and he was like, I got a wheel route. Like, that's it. Like, I, I watched the thing on NFL Instagram, and it was just like, they're running the wheel route. And he's like, oh, you watch film. Check this. And he just threw the wheel route. Like, that's how good Christian McCaffrey was for him. <laughs> <sighs> and this is why... I don't understand why the Bengals would do it, why they would say, like, yo, let's put our franchise quarterback. And I just looked up uh, Joe Burrow's scar just now just to see it. It's a that real... Is, it's, it's, that is a piece of work. Yo, it's like he got branded, bro. Like, <laughs> they literally... So, so, so once again, lifetime. like, if... John, hear me out. If they take Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts is gone before we pick... I personally think, I know that we're thinking about the Alabama wide receivers and we're iffy about them. Trade Why would if the Dolphins just draft the lineman? Or trade back or just draft no, the lineman? If, if the Oregon offensive lineman's there, oh, hold on. Take we're, we're number six pick, right? Yeah, we're number hold six on, hold pick. Hold on, hold on. And the Dolphins are on the clock and the pick is in. Yeah. So who are you drafting at number six Excellent. for the Dolphins? I'm taking the offensive lineman. 
Yeah. Just because I think if we have, and this is because I grew up under the Jimmy Johnson school of thought. If we have uh, just a wall in front of Tua, even if Tua is average to just above average, a quarterback with extra time is going to look tremendous. A running game with a offensive lineman, a like straight pedigree. We traded away uh, offensive lineman yesterday because we said our second round pick, like he's good enough to start. Like we need to give him his shine. So let's save that money. We'll pay part of this guy's salary to send him back to the Redskins. Nope, nope, nope. If the we Washington build, football team. <laughs> yeah, if we build that kind of offensive line, John, like, no, dog. I agree. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be upset if the Dolphins said, all right, you pick the Oregon tackle, right? Then mm-hmm. later in the draft, you could then Then pick, you get a receiver. Yeah, yeah. You, you get a receiver, a guy from Minnesota or whatever. And then if you go into the second round and draft the the Stanford Little, um, that, that offensive lineman, or the North Dakota State offensive tackle, I wouldn't be upset. I would be like, hey, there is a plan. The plan is to make sure Tua yes. does not get a scar on his leg. Yes, and because he's coming off an injury, so let's avoid all of that. And next year, we have two first-round picks. Again. We have a second-round pick. And then we can, we'll can we'll say, like, you know what? It didn't work at this time. Now we can help Tua out if we can. But, and now we can try And we can see how good Gasecki truly is. We have Fuller. We have a rookie, a rookie wide receiver. And we have Devontae Parker. And we still need a running back. But the things are shaping up. And if the offensive lineman is good, everything can flow from that. Look, and we all know, and you said it just before, it's a gamble to draft certain positions at certain spots, right? You remember when we didn't yeah. see a running back get picked in the first round for the longest? Because mm-hmm. it was just like, mm-hmm. should we or should we get this third round guy that's going to produce the same as a first round? I'm a school of thought of offensive lines is the safest pick you can make in an NFL draft, right? It ain't the sexiest pick, but it's the safest pick. And I feel that you go safe because let's just say the Dolphins draft two tackles, whatever this draft, right? And next thing you know, they have a good team. They in Miami. Free agents love Miami. They could pull people to Miami. It's like, that's the key. You know what is hard to get? Edge rushers and tackles. And that's who the Dolphins should target in the first round. Edge rushers and tackles. If if Jamar Chase isn't there, I I could talk myself into Smith. And then Smith being like, he's going to overcome these obstacles. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He doesn't like all the shit people are talking about him being small. I could talk myself into Waddle. But would I be like as excited as if it was Chase? Nah, I don't think so. No. Like, I think it's easy for me to talk myself into Chase, Pitts, and Sewell than it is Devontae Smith and Waddle. And I could be completely wrong. Waddle could end up in New England and terrorize us for 10 years. Well, that's just the luck we'll have. But yeah, my order is Kyle Pitts, Oregon, what's his name? Swell or whatever it is. Sewell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Penny Sewell. And then it would be... Um, I don't even know. Uh, the Chase. It would be Chase. Those would be my three if it was in that order. If we had. Oh, you the, want Sewell over Chase? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I do feel like even the second round, like one thing we could say, don't diss these old Miss Y receivers. <laughs> like. <laughs> no, definitely if not. If he could fall in the second round, a third round, something like that, I mean, I, I think that, that there's good enough because, in all honesty, we really need a slot Y receiver. That's what the Dolphins yeah. are missing. 
we're not really missing anything on the outside. We got Will Fuller of whatever his name is. Fuller, Fulton, I don't care. Anyways, we got him. He's the deep threat, right? Then you got Devontae Parker. And I always, and I keep saying it, in the seventh round, the Dolphins should select Marlon Williams for this slot wide receiver. This dude is a bowling ball. Like, my hot take is he's going to make an NFL roster and he's going to be, he's going to have like 40 catches, 700 yards. You know, this is going to turn into us watching the sixth and seventh round on Saturday. Just being like, just draft him, man. Well, just no, draft him so we I don't have, have to worry watch about it. You have um, Mike Strawn, the Bahamian kid, mm-hmm. who is projected to get drafted around fourth, fifth, sixth round. So that'll be Friday into... All day, the whole weekend. Friday Friday into, into Saturday, yeah. yeah. So in that situation what do you think is would be the best case scenario for him in terms of teams um, of who he can go to because in the NFL a lot of it most of it like your talent counts but then where you get drafted your um, opportunity to learn is number one and then your opportunity to play I think is number two so what do you think would be the best case scenario for him for Mike um, he has to go to well New England, you could always say that because they always te- seem to have weak wide receivers. And I think that that's a place where he could go with his size and his speed because he did run a 4-5 and he was disappointed. Like, oh, that's slow. I'm like, 4-5 uh, is pretty fast for a 6-5 wide receiver. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you really can't knock that. But it would have to be a team that has a, 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 a decent enough quarterback to get him the ball. Like, I keep saying New England because a weak receiving staff core, like New England – Shit, the Dolphins probably could use someone like him because that's just a, a, like a Preston-type uh, receiver that the Dolphins had last year. Like that, that's the same model he is. Mm-hmm. That's the same mold he is. He's mm-hmm. going to make a difference. Um, I really think he's going to shock people, especially with his workouts and, and, and everything. I mean, he played D2 football. Like A lot of people are like, oh, who is he? This and, nah, he could play. He I remember, I, this is funny, they were at the U.S. Embassy in um, Nassau, and I saw him and Deshaun at McDonald's, right? So we started talking, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, what's, what's going on? Are you going to play this year? Or and he's like, um, I'm going to stick it out at, at Charleston Southern. But he told me he had like 10 offers from big D1 schools to go play. Mm-hmm. But he said, I put the numbers up, I'm getting good hype, I'm just going to wait and see what the school's saying. And then it, it's almost like the Anthony Simmons thing. Like, I'm not going to play this year. I'm just going to work out. And that seems to right. help some people's prospects as opposed to going and playing. Because like you said, it depends on where you go. Are they going to throw you the ball? Are you going to be the man? Like if you went to one of these big D1 schools, they might throw them fourth on the depth chart. As opposed right. to people remembering this was the number one record-breaking receiver in this conference. Right. You fighting for your life versus you getting all the attention. Be like, and there's obviously a track record of guys in NFL history who didn't go to huge name D1 schools, but then who still able to produce. Yeah. (laughs) So like once you have that kind of narrative in your head, then it's like, oh, okay, this can work. And NFL guys, like when people are drafting, that's what they think. Like, oh, okay, this can work. So let's go through, I think, some of the other um, pivotal uh, picks for people in the audience. Dallas at 10, and Dallas at 10 can't do something crazy or they could just stick and draft um, the cornerback, Pat Sertain Jr., uh, the second, 
or they could uh, draft J.C. Horn, both sons of former NFL players, both cornerbacks. And I think for the teams like the Cowboys and the teams in their division, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, this is an arms race in between getting the cornerbacks and receivers or whoever is left. You have two great cornerbacks and one of the receivers might drop. And I think for those three teams, that's all who they should be targeting. It's also a deep draft for cornerbacks and safeties. Like this draft is ridiculous when you come to the depth of, of, of who people are saying. Like if you look at the top like hundred prospects, it's almost like 25% of them are defensive backs. Like it's that crazy. <laughs> if I was Dallas, which I'm not Dallas, I would try to trade yeah. back because like you say, you have Sertan and you have Horn and one of them is going to fall. So you trade back and you could, I don't think it matters who you get with those two, with those two cornerbacks. They're both going to be play really, really well. They're both going to be starters on day one. Mm-hmm. So you got to trade. Like, okay. So that's, I'm a fan. That's of trading one back. big narrative in the draft and the trading back. Quite frankly, if the Dolphins have the opportunity to trade back like to 10 or to 11 again and pick up an extra pick, I would be all for it if Pitts and Chase are gone. To me, like you could trade back, pick up someone valuable and keep it moving and build for either later in the draft or. But now because we moved up to six and gave up a first round pick, it's almost like we have to get a first round pick back in order to move backwards or two second rounders or something crazy like that. Yeah, this can't be like but a Brandon next Marshall team. situation where we traded like... Exactly. What do we trade for him? Like the whole world and then we got two third round picks back for him? You know what? Chris Guerrero would never do that to us. So like, I just, I just want to move on. Um, the next intriguing thing about this draft is where is Justin Fields going to go? John... Chris Sims released his mock draft. Guess where you put Justin Field? Uh, if it's Chris Sims, number two. Thank you for, for being Stu Gotts right now, John. <laughs> Chris Sims put Justin Fields at 32 to Tampa Bay. Oh Justin Fields, who was talked about going into the draft as going as high as number two to the Jets. Like when the season just ended, that's where a lot of the conversation was. Now everyone is talking about his arm strength. And then he had some medical issues that um, came to light. And now he's saying that he might fall out of the first round completely or go to 32. Now, if you're a team who thinks um, other NFL players played with this condition, um, he can get over this. We can fix the throwing motion. Or even though, like, we don't need to fix it. Like, he is just that good of a, a prospect. Someone might trade up for him if he's available in that top 15 range. John, I don't want to live in a world where, like, Waddle and Justin Field are available for the Patriots to draft. Like, I just don't feel comfortable with that. <laughs> it's, it's almost <laughs> like if Justin Fields is falling and we get him at 12, just draft him and trade him. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, just draft him trade. Just I, anyone like, trade but New England. Them, like, go to the NFC, bro. But here, here's <laughs> like, my problem that I have with um, with the Justin Fields thing, right? And to me, Justin Fields is literally a Kyler Murray type quarterback. Like, mm. they are almost identical. And you can call me crazy. I feel that Fields has a better arm than Kyler Murray. Than Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, I feel that Fields is a more natural quarterback. I feel that he can he'll have a better pocket presence. He'll stay in the pocket more than than Murray. 
So you're going to get a more traditional quarterback out of him than Murray. I don't understand the Mac Jones love because, first of all, Tua is a million times better than him. Let's just throw that out there. We, I know we were discussing that a little earlier, but a million Here times better. God, like, please. But, but I lose my shit if Mac Jones could. <laughs> but I feel like Mac Jones almost like an AJ uh, McCarron or Carroll or whatever the other white Alabama quarterback was. I don't even know. But anyway, it is AJ. It was AJ. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like I. I feel like. They are good in college, but Justin Fields is going to, he has the talent for next level. It's just like, we all know Trevor Lawrence is number one. I've been saying that since he went to Clemson. Like, we should start sucking mm-hmm. now to draft this quarterback. Like, yep. and you know, I've been on that train since. Yes, yes, you were. Since the start, right? You were. Yep. Zach Wilson to me, like, it's crazy because Zach might be a quarterback that falls too. Like, all these people are falling in love with Mac Jones. Oh, and, man. And oh, you mean like Zach Wilson fails or he falls in the draft? Fall. Zach Wilson is locked in at two to the Jets, though. So. Yeah, I would. it's the Jets. We got to hope that they pick wrong, right? Let, let's just put that out mm, in the air that yeah. they're going to make a bad pick and they're going to pick wrong. But if I had to go with my quarterback, my official scientific quarterback rating versus Trevor <laughs> Lawrence, right? Then it's Justin Fields, right? Yep. Then I would go with um, Lance and then Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is a second round pick. Like, I don't think he should so, even sniff the first round. And you know what the problem with that is? Watch New England get him. Yeah. <laughs> Remember like, last time? Like, I feel like that's always going to be like my fear because like New England had that bad season. New England had a bad season in the same year Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. And then New England spent all this money on free agents and would this be the year that they actually trade up into a draft and actually play? Like, that is the crazy part well, of it. Jimmy Garoppolo, and you the heard whole the rumors, Mac Jones right? getting taken at three is a little surprising to me with Justin Fields. And then also Trey Lance's ascent up the board. Trey Lance is turning 21 in May. He barely played <laughs> last season. Some people didn't play at all. It was a weird year. COVID, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that helps him. He played like he played 16 games in 2019, threw for 2,786 yards, 28 touchdowns, no interceptions, rushed for 1,100 yards, 14 touchdowns. So, if I had to put my just here in the stats, right? And you know, uh, North Dakota State is a juggernaut in the division, uh, whatever yep. they're in. Division 1A or whatever, the F- FBS, not F- or FCS. FCS would be it. Um, they have good talent. Don't get me wrong. The talent is great. But, like, that's Cam Newton-ish type numbers, and that's why people are loving it. Because, you know, Cam Newton was pretty good his first 10 years in the NFL. Right? Yeah. And then, yep. and then no offensive line got torn, and no skill positions. Injury. Injuries. Got torn to shreds, yeah. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's going to happen, like, you got you to gotta realize, if you get a quarterback like that who can run, don't make that his only option. <laughs> like, oh, said, hut, oh, yeah. I'm running the draw, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Look at New England. New England had no playmakers on their team like that. And when they got in the 10-yard line, what was their play? Snap at the cam and let him run. Let him run. Yep. 
that's it. That's all they had. To, that's all but they no, had to do pre-COVID camp. That's why Lance is such an intriguing prospect because, and he's tall. He's he's a big guy. Pause. Um, gotta make sure I do them things because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I wouldn't be like. I don't think he's a bad pick. Like, but if you tell me it's it's Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, one and two, like, and and Zach Wilson. I watched him play live. Um, when mm-hmm. BYU beat the living bejesus out of UCF in the ball game. Last second thing, I just went up. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to the ball game. My friend got tickets. Um, yeah, he looks good. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't trust him. That's almost like a Sam Darnold type situation. Okay, good. Then go to the Jets. <laughs> He's going to the Jets. But we, has- we have to... <laughs> Listen, he's going to the Jets. The Jets are starting over. Sam Donald is in Carolina, starting his new life. Um, And I think Sam Donald might actually be, it would be great for me if Sam Donald is actually good and he's out of the division. Like, you know what? Praise the Lord. And like, you guys go with Zach Wilson. And then Chris Sims is one of those people who believes that Zach Wilson is actually better than Lawrence. Never. He's been one of the people riding on that take. Uh, saying that Lawrence is, you know what they say? Like he's not in love with football, whatever the fuck that means. You know who else wasn't <laughs> in love with football? Ricky Williams, and he dominated. <laughs> like you got to understand. Yeah, that's that's you don't have one to of those love NFL like cliche things. You don't have to yeah. love what you do to be great at it. Like no, you don't. I'm sorry. Like you, you could just be a competitive person who hates everyone else and be great yeah. at something. Like not everyone is Kobe. Not everyone is Jordan. Lawrence, yeah. you know what he reminds me of? LeBron. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure LeBron loves basketball the way... Like, LeBron likes basketball for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. But does LeBron like basketball more than rapping into his phone badly to someone's lyrics? No. Does he like basketball <laughs> this, more than his kids? No. This more is than a man wife? that's winning no. a championship, and he's saying, let me go yeah. film a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is... And it, no, no, he doesn't. But like Kobe, like those kinds of guys for sure. Um, who, who else is like that? Kawhi might love basketball. I don't know, but because <laughs> you yeah, don't know anything we're never going to know with, with Kawhi. But like Buddy loves basketball. Like you know, KD, that. Kevin Durant. Ke- yeah, love, like he loves basketball. But I'm not sure James Harden and Kyrie love basketball. No. You know, Clay like, Thompson, a difference. Steph Curry. That's not the love only basketball. thing that matters. No, because yeah. let's put it this way: LeBron use like. He's, to me, I'm going to keep saying he's the greatest player of all time. I don't care what anyone says. But this is a man that used his platform to build a school. You know, like, he, you know how many endeavors he has other than basketball right now? This man's going to be worth a billion dollars in like a week. Like, that's what he's proud about. You could ask him, what are you more proud of? Three NBA titles or being a billionaire? You know what his next move should be? I, we always turn things into a basketball podcast. His next move should do it, be what Conor McGregor does. You need a liquor company. Conor McGregor sold his whiskey business to stake in it for $600 billion. LeBron, get a liquor company. But no, <laughs> isn't LeBron with some, uh, a liquor? He's with a tequila company now, I think. I'm not even sure. Like, if you I'm look not, at his I, Instagram, like, I think he's with a tequila company. The man has shares in MLS teams, Premier League teams. Like, this man, yeah, he don't love basketball. Like, trust me, Trevor Lawrence. And John, this is... This is also my thing, right? Like, uh, and this before we get back to football, and I want to talk about the Steelers next. We've seen this done with whiskey, vodka, champagne, um, tequila, right? Why hasn't anyone done rum? 
buddy, can you get to New York and start a, a rum brand and then try to try to do it? it would, you would go gangbusters in the Caribbean at least, make rum. Like oh, man. The, yeah, no, the Caribbean drink. people would love it. Like, you got to understand, going, like, even when I go, because when I order rum, because, you know, I'm a rum drinker. It's just like, yeah. oh, we have this cheap rum and this cheap rum. And it's like, y'all don't have any, like, age rum. All they know is gold, nasty rum. So that's why I think people like whiskey because it's age. I don't like the taste of whiskey, so I ain't gonna get it. But it's just like, yeah, they need to get the, you know what, get the rum game up. So there's a lane. It's a lane available. You know what? Um, let's let's get on in a in a Zoom meeting with with Jazz and Buddy and DeAndre, and then let's pitch this idea. Let's get some investors. Population some of the rum. Caribbean, like fifty yeah. million. Yeah. We get it. You crush it in that market. You become ubiquitous. Um, we and then you sell to, everything you know, out to an American Go to company. war with Bacardi. <laughs> <laughs> go to war with Bacardi and Gosling. Okay, but let, okay, let's move on. Let's move on quickly. We got off track. The Steelers. Because I, wa- I want to talk about all the, the teams that are friends. <laughs> the Steelers are sitting at 24, and everyone is saying Najee Harris is not going to get past them. And... You know, a, a lot of football analysts say drafting a running back in the first round is overrated. Teams should not do it. But is Harris, a, a, um, and I know a lot of mocks have the Dolphins picking linebackers, either um, Parsons, who won't last us, um, the guy from, from Notre Dame, or um, Wilson from Tulsa. And then I'm just sitting here, because people say the Dolphins need linebackers, Ed Rusher. Do we let Harris go and Harris is Tua's boy if we're really building around him? And if we draft a receiver at six, uh, uh, Alabama receiver, John, do we just do we are Alabama East? <laughs> and we just go all Alabama first round? I'm not a fan of always drafting the same. Well, drafting from the same school, I'm not a big fan of unless you know it's like, it is what it is. Like, if it was the Hurricanes back in the 2000s, like, you knew you could have drafted yeah. anyone on that starting lineup and they were going to make a difference, right? But then yeah. we did draft yeah. Vernon Carey, the one guy that didn't make a difference. But, hey, that's just <laughs> life. <laughs> but, no, I feel that this draft, we need, to, we need to go best available. Best available at the position. I, I'm not, I don't really, yes, we, there are needs that we need, Right. But we still need to just look at best available player to draft because those are going to be the game changers. Those are going to be the players that you know next two, three years when we, when we already have built up this equity to go win the Super Bowl. I, sec- so, second round pick running back, Travis Etienne, if we could get him in the second round, I would look... So that's what you're thinking. Yeah. Right. And, so we don't break the Steelers' heart. We let them have Harris and we pick someone else at Etienne. So yeah. Shane will be happy. They have a running back. I can draft Harris in fantasy football now and sell a Connor who is just a piece of shit. Yeah. And yeah, Connor who is with the Cardinals now. And now the Steelers have a gaping hole at, at running back. And But all that's so going to for, depend for too. You, if, drafting a running back is a second, third round prospect, not yeah, a first round prospect. I, I think there's a lot of decent running backs. The kid from Arizona is, he's going to make a roster like, I don't even know his name. I just know the kid from Arizona. He's going to make a roster. He's going to be a rookie, and he's going to be in the NFL. So it's like you're going to be able to find certain positions. To I, Running back to me is always a stretch. Like, you look at the Dolphins, running back by committee last year. Like, it's not like Which we had a, sucked, though. Yeah. I mean, that's, I did not enjoy that. It sucked. I, I thought but, that it was awful. <laughs> but if you had to give me a choice, I think running back is one of those positions where – 
you could let the season go on and get someone. Like we had JHI. Like he drank pickle juice and won the Super Bowl. And you what- can find it, yeah. Yeah, you, you can find it. Other positions are, are harder to find. So let me see who else is on the um a popular team who we can talk about. Where are the Packers. Pick- oh, at? Packers. <laughs> <laughs> We should ask, I didn't mean to laugh. We should I ask mean to laugh at. Who, who should they draft? Who should they draft? Like, who do you need? You know what you should ask? Who do you need to beat the Buccaneers in the conference championship game? Because that's all this is going to come down to for the Packers. I, I'm asking right now. And either they're trading this is, for Julio is... Jones or who are they drafting? Just get another receiver and say, Aaron Rodgers, we are giving you everything to be successful now. Like, please get it done. I'm trying to see if she responds now, but... I have a feeling she's going to say... I'm looking at a, a new mock right now, and it has the wide receiver from Minnesota, Rashad Bateman, go into the Packers at 29. She said all. <laughs> like, that, that was the answer, <laughs> all. <laughs> so, oh, there man. you go. As, as going to... Were they reaching the playoffs? They still have gaping holes everywhere, apparently. Everywhere. But I don't time. see... Of course, see. picking last is the t- is Tampa Bay, who doesn't have a hole in their roster. No, <laughs> I don't even know what they need. Tampa Bay, you know what's <laughs> going to happen? Has just has Tampa Bay uh, drafting Greg Newsom from Northwestern, a cornerback. Like, like that's it. Like Tampa Bay has everything. So Olivia said they need O line. She's going away from wide receiver. I think the whole wide receiver thing is based on the last year's thing that they didn't get one. But yeah, um, them drafting um, Love in the first round. Yeah. yeah. Because he got the quarterback. Like, I was just thinking, like, what would be... Imagine if um, Justin Fields actually did fall down, like, the second round thing. The Buccaneers... That would, would be insane. The, the Buccaneers would trade that pick, and someone's going to pick him in the first round at 30 or whatever number it is. Like, and they're going to get a first round pick for him. Like, it's going to be ridiculous. Like, it's... Yo, stop letting Tom Brady teams get great deals. And... That, me, that would be like religious if Justin Fields fell that far. It would be that NFL teams kind of overthought this because this was a year where you didn't um, have the ability to like do the full medicals. Um, you see players had multiple pro days instead of just the pro day and then individual team workouts. So that's changed part of like what the draft is. And I don't know. This year just seems very crazy and very wishy-washy. And to me, that's why the Dolphins can. If we draft well, we can set up the next, I don't even fucking know, next 10 years of Dolphin history. Tua, please be good. Man, <laughs> please be this, good. Like you say, it's something where this is the chance for us to get our Super Bowl, I guess. Like, is that what we're saying? Like, are we, are we going to see a Super Bowl in our lifetime? This is where it starts. The NFL draft. Well, yes. So this, John, legitimately, that's what I'm saying. If the Super Bowl is going to happen in our lifetime, it's with this draft, this group of players. It, it might not be this quarterback, but it, it is with this is the foundation of it. These next two drafts are how we we contend. Like the, the steps are we make this we make the playoffs this year. And then next year is the real contention year. It'll be to his third year. We have this class coming in. Uh, we have a rookie class from last year where we drafted a lot of people, but it was a COVID year, so it's weird for development. And now we go into the third season and see what's really up. And, and I think that that is that's the game plan. You know what? See y'all in. See y'all at the victory parade for the Super Bowl. 